Skipped over all the other ones, didn't I? Huh? 1 Corinthians 13, 13 says, Now abideth faith, hope. Put me in the NIV so we can call it love. (laughs) And love. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. That word greatest means elder. The oldest, the firstborn. Huh? The uh, uh, in place it would be the first. Amen. Uh, that's why it's the greatest. It's the first. Without it, nothing else works. Right? God is a God of order, and He puts things perfectly in order so that everything we do works together for the good of those who love Him. Amen. And as we do them in that order, love first then we begin to receive from Him at a higher level. We begin to give through Him at a higher level. You know, what's the first command? Love the Lord your God, all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. First command. Why why would that be the first command? Just because God's not arrogant, guys. He's not. Everything He does, He's thinking about us. So if He tells us that we need to love Him, it's because it's good for us. Yeah. Right. Amen? And, and if it's good for us, what was it, what's the second? It's love one another. Love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. You can't do the second because if you're not doing the first. Right. And if there was no first, then there would be no second. Right. Amen? If there was no elder, there would be no faith and hope. Amen? Faith, your faith, my faith, it it works by love. Amen? It works by our knowledge of His love for us and His love in us working through us. Amen? So, you know, so many people are, are saying, why didn't God, why didn't God? Well, they don't believe in God's love. Amen? Because what you're saying is... Why did love react in an unlovely way? It can't. Now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. If you go backwards to that, God is everything that love is. He doesn't have patience. He is patience. Right? He's long-suffering. In other words, He doesn't work up. You don't don't ever get the best of Him. Why? Because He's long-suffering. He doesn't have to go get more long-suffering. He is long-suffering. He doesn't have long-suffering. He is long-suffering. Amen? He is kind. Right? He doesn't act kind. You know, sometimes we act kind. You know, I don't really like you, brother, but you sure look nice today. (laughs) Right? See, that's an act. That's an act. God doesn't act kind. He is kind. And his response to everything is long-suffering and kind. No matter what comes, no no matter what you throw at him, he's going to be long-suffering and kind. It's a good, it's good news for us. But you got to believe in love, right? You'll never get in condemnation if you remember God loved you before you ever did anything for Him, right? Right? If you were going to be in condemnation, you should have been in condemnation, condemnation way before you got saved. Right? Because you weren't doing anything good for God. But yet He loved you. 
right? So there, it doesn't matter what you do. Now, let me rephrase that. It does matter what you do because your love for Him should change your life. His love for you allows you to love Him, and that's life-changing, right? But if you slip and fall, there, that's not the time to say, oh, I bet God don't love me. He loved you before you slipped and fell. He loved you while you slipped and fell. He loved you after you slipped and fell. He loved you so much, He picked you up, dusted you off when you slept and fell, and slipped and fell, slept. Sometimes you slip, sometimes you sleep and fall. He loved you no matter what, right? If you did something unfaithful, say you were supposed to be a part of this and you just blew it off. He loved you before you were faithful. And He'll love you back into being faithful. Right? He's not looking to condemn anybody. He's looking to bring us back up. Amen? But but if as the, the stronger of the knowledge we get of His love and we quit trying to figure out why He loves us, guess what? He loves you because He can. He loves you because you were His before you were His. Amen? He came to get us back, right? Remember Jesus said, I came to seek and save that which was lost. He didn't say, I came to seek and save that which we never had. Right? He came to get us back. Think about this. If you're a parent, why do you love your children? You loved them when they were little bitty babies. They weren't doing a thing for you except being little bitty babies. Right? Love does not need a reason to do it. Right? Because it's love. It, 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 it's the first reaction. Right? It, it, it's, it's, it's first. It's the eldest. It, it's, the, it's what does your thinking for you. You don't have to think in love. Love needs to think for you. Amen? And, and, and when we begin to think that way, we begin to think like God. Amen? And we begin to do things the way God would do them. Why? Because He loves us. And now that love in us is now working through us. Because you can't love your neighbor until you receive the love of God. Amen? But the love of God is a spiritual connection to the Father. It's not a a thing. It's not a, a, I'll love you if, I'll love you when. It's, I love you. And see, this is, this is the incomprehensible. Remember what is it in Ephesians that, that Paul wrote? And he said, I want you to comprehend the incomprehensible love of God. That's what, that's what Paul wrote. I don't remember what part of Ephesians it's in, but it's in there. You guys can look it up. But that's what he said. He said, he said I want you to know a love that's past knowing. Amen? And, and why is it past knowing? Because it's not a feeling love. It's not something you work up or somebody did. You know, if you tell, I, I think I said this, if I go up to Kim and I say, I love you because you do this for me and because you do that for me and because you're going to do this and because I know someday this is going to happen, then that's not love. That's all based on her works, on what she's going to do for me. And if she doesn't do it, what then? I don't love her? That seems bad to me. Right? And you too. It's never going to happen. You don't have to worry about it. (laughs) Why? Because I love her. 
Why do I love her? Because I love her. God spiritually connected us by love. Amen? The same way when you hold that baby, there's immediate, you beget that baby in love. So it was born of love, and you it then it immediately is loved. That's what you are to God. You are His children. You are the people, the sheep of His pasture. He begot you in love. He brought you back in love. And He's going to love you forever. And He's going to love every person in the whole world, whether they love Him back or not. Amen? But by loving them, He will give them the opportunity to love Him back. Amen? And, and when we get to that place, to where we love because God loved us. Amen? Let's uh, find more Scripture. Thank you, Lord. He's helping us already, I think. I think I could talk about love all the time. And I probably do. But, but I see so much that we're missing because of our flesh. Because we've been taught tit for tat, give and take, and love doesn't do that. Amen. Love gives. Yeah. It never takes. It gives. Yeah. It'll receive, but it'll never take. Yeah. It'll receive. Yeah. It'll ta- it, it, will, it will receive that which is offered back to it, but it will never take it. Love gives. Yeah. Right. Amen? Amen? And what God did when He gave us His love is He put His love in us and gave us the opportunity to love. Because one of the things we lost in the fall was love. Love. Spiritual connection to God. Amen? What, why would we have to be born again if we were already begotten of the Father? We wouldn't. Right? But when you're saved, you're born again. And you become His child again. And He gets you back. And you're like the one in 99. He says, look, I had lost this one, but look, I found her. I've got her. Here she is. And, and he's excited about it. Why? Because he loved you before he found you. That's why he found you. Amen? God's motive for everything is love. He, he's not motivated by anything else. You, you could cry all day long. Right? If, if, you know, if, you, if you're a good parent like me, right? And your kid cries and whines, you don't give it to him, right? I tried that. I, I made it sometimes, sometimes I didn't. And I'll be honest with you. She got some stuff by whining, she didn't get some stuff by whining. But I got better at it because I realized, thinking in love, I couldn't give her things by whining and expect her to grow. Amen? So the love of God will treat us exactly how it needs to to get us to the level we need to get to. Amen? You know, and a lot of people say, well, I wonder why this ain't happening. I wonder why this ain't happening. He's treating you according to where you're at. According to your faith, working by love. Amen? And a lot of times, you know, we're, we're thinking, well, I should be here and I should be there. What we need to do is we need to look at where we are receive the love we know, and begin to grow. Begin to go to other levels. Begin to take this love that He's given us and say, Okay, God, I know You love me. I don't need a reason because love doesn't need a reason to do what it does. Amen? 
Love will never need a reason. Right? Because if it does, you'll never truly love. Because if you had a reason to love somebody, you could have a reason not to. Right? (laughs) And so I would assume if God needed a reason to love us, we've given him way more not to. Huh? But he doesn't need a reason to love us. The reason he loved you, he didn't love you because you were faithful. He loved you so you could be faithful. Amen? He didn't love you because you were obedient. He loved you so you could be obedient. Amen? You know, he says, if you love me, obey my commands. Really? You could also say, if you don't love me, don't obey my commands. It's absolutely true. If you don't love God, it does no good to obey his commands because they'll get you nowhere. (laughs) God's, God's telling us an orderly way to do things. If you love me, Obey my commands. Why? Because it'll be good for you. Because that love plus my commands will take you places you never thought you'd go. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. If, you lo- if, if a man loves me, he'll follow my words. Right? If a man doesn't love me, there's no reason for him to follow my words. Why? Because he doesn't love my words because he doesn't love me. He doesn't love my commands because he doesn't love me. Amen? Love, the love of God given to us and in us is the ability of God in our lives. Amen? Because it allows us to understand God. You're not going to be obedient because you have to anymore. Right? Having to do something is not love. Right? If If your kid comes up to you and you say, do this, and they go do it and they're happy and they smile... That makes you happy. Amen. If, you do the, if you say, go say, do this, and they go throw a fit, and they do a terrible job at what you told them to do, you're not satisfied with that. Why? No love. No love. No love, no obedience. I don't care if the job got done or not. It wasn't done right because it didn't have love first. Love has to be first. Amen? And, and see, we, we've trained, our flesh has been trained so much that if we do this, we'll get this. If we do this, we'll get this. No. Lo- God loved you no matter what. Amen. He loved you so that you could love Him. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Not because He needed you to love Him, because you need to love Him. Yes. Right? Yeah, right? Does that make sense? I mean, it, He does not need us to love Him. God, He's very confident in Himself. <laughs> right? And He is love, so He doesn't need any more. He's absolutely the fullness of love. He requires no more. But you require His love, and I require to love Him. Why? Because it's good for me, and it's good for everyone around me. Why? Because it's how I minister. It's how you minister. We cannot minister to one another outside of love. It doesn't matter what you know. Knowledge puffs up. Love builds up. You can tell us everything you know. I could sit here tonight and tell you everything I know. But if I don't love you, it's a bunch of words. And it'll mean nothing. But I believe God gave us this message tonight because He loves us. And I believe He put a love for for one another in us so that when we come together in the Spirit of God, 
we're connected to His love and we're connected to one another through His love. And if we'll, we'll keep that connection, we'll receive through His love as one. Amen? It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Look at 1 John. 1 John 5. I can tell you guys right now, I had no idea how this was going to go because I've been looking at this for a lot of months. You know what? God put this in my heart, this message, months ago. And when he does that, I start writing them down. I've preached other messages since then. So I got like eight pages here, but we won't go to eight pages. I had a really wise preacher tell me just the other night that the Lord told told, told him one time, Stick with what, you, what, what I give you until I give you something else. So we're going to stick with what he gives us until he gives us something else. And when we're done, we'll stop. Right. Amen? Amen? We won't go further than he wants us to. We, we won't get any more than he wants, but we won't short ourselves. Amen? 1 John 5, verse 3 says, For this is the love of God, that his commands we may keep, I'm reading in the Young's Literal, actually. Sorry, I forgot to tell you that. It was a trick. (laughs) Because I just wanted everybody to know that I could switch Bibles just like that. (laughs) Boom. For this is the love of God, that His commands we may keep, and this is the love of God, that His commands are not burdensome. We need to read it like that. Because a lot of people keep His commands, but like they're a burden. That's the kid that cleaned their room horribly. Why? Because they didn't love him. They don't love. You have to, this is the love of God that we keep his commands. How? By the love of God. And that his commands aren't a burden. Right? If you love God, his commands aren't a burden. In other words, if God says, do this, you don't say, oh. And I know how to do this. I don't even have to act to do this because I know how to do this. Because I've did it, done it way too many times. And I just, you go, oh, I can't believe that. I don't want to do that. I was going to pizza buffet tonight. <laughs> Man, best game of the year's on TV tonight. What did I just do? I made his command burdensome. I made what he told me to do a burden in my life. Amen? No love. That's not the love of God. If we have the love of God in us, then we, our desire is to please the Father. Because why? We have the heart of God. Why? Because we have the love of God. So now we are a man after God's own heart. That's what you become when you become... A love, a love creature, a love child, if you will. Go back to the 60s, a flower child. <laughs> Amen? But, but when you're begotten by God through Jesus Christ, you become a creature of the love of God. You are a creation, a recreation of His love. You were created in love. He sent Jesus, what, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son... Why? So that he could have a bunch more begotten sons. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. He gave his only so me and you could be one. 
Why? Because He loved you and He loved me and He wanted us to be one. And, and when we were born again, we were born out of that love. What? That same love that brought Jesus here, we were born again by. Amen? And, and, and this, these, are, these are important things. We need to remember this love. We need to keep it first place in our life. Love has a place. And in ministry, in life, in everything you do, it's number one. It's number one. And people say, well, God, God was number one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. God is what? Love. So love is always first. Remember what it said in, in, in uh, Revelation 2? It said, I have somewhat against you that you have left your first love. Notice it said first love. It, it didn't leave the love completely. It left your first love. In other words, your love's not first anymore. My love is not carrying you through the day. My love is not what makes you decide what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. My love is not what motivates you anymore. In other words, uh, he told them, you're doing this and you're doing that and you're doing it all for my name's sake. But he didn't say you're doing it in love. Right? Why? They'd left the first love. Yeah. Right? And, and, and it's important that we keep our first love. Remember, when you first started serving God, when you understood how amazing He was. Right? It wasn't just that you heard something and you wanted people to know what you knew. You knew He was amazing and you wanted someone else to know that He was amazing. Right? right. right? I remember when me and Rick started doing Bible studies. Man, we could talk from 6 to 9, go home, call each other, and talk about Bible study for another two hours. Why? Because we, want, we were so excited about how amazing God was. Not what we knew, but that we knew He was amazing. What was happening to us? We had touched the love of God. We had been touched by it, and now because, when you're touched by the love of God, you want to pour it out. You want to pour it out because you get it in you. That's what he said. He said, he said you love me because I loved you. Right? He didn't, he didn't say, I want you to love me because I love you. He said, the reason you love me is because I loved you. What gave you the power to love me is I loved you. And so what happened is you got a hold of that love for, that he had for you and it brought this great big love, the same love that he gave you began to come out of you in your love for him. And then you, that same love that's for him, it, go, feel, it, it starts to spill over to other people. And you, you want everyone to know he's amazing. He's good. He, I don't know what you guys heard, but it was wrong. He's only good. He's good all the time. And when he's done being good, he's gooder. Amen. And, and when you get a hold of that, and, and what, what, what God's saying in Revelation 2 is don't lose that. That's a fall. When, when, we, when we take love out of first place, the only way to do it, it doesn't move. You do. Remember, it said you left your first love. It doesn't say your first love left you. Right? When we lose that zeal for His amazingness, is that a word? It is tonight, right? 
when we lose, then we've forgotten how much he loves us. And, and we've forgotten about that love that he put on us and in us and through us. And, and we, we've lost that. And we've stepped back. We've fallen away from our first love. Amen? And what did he say to him? It wasn't hard. If you've fallen away from your first love tonight, you know what he says? Repent. In other words, admit you were wrong and you're going the wrong, wrong direction. And come back to the place where you fell from. Where'd you fall from? First love. Remember how amazing he is. Remember how much he loves you and that love that he put in you and, and, and that he loves you because he can. And there was, you didn't do anything to make him love you. He just wanted to. He wanted a spiritual connection to you and it was love. And he said, I'm going to connect myself to them by my love. Because I love them. And when I do it, it's going to go all through them. And they'll be able to love one another like they never thought they could. You know, when you do that, when, when, when he said you'll, they'll know you by your love for one another, it's got to stand out. It can't be because I gave you a tie at Christmas. Right? No, it's got to be something that's bigger than we've even seen. Amen? Because if they're going to know us by it, and they're going to say, those are God's people. I saw what they did for each other, and only God could do that. I don't know Him, but that I can tell right now that's God. He didn't say other Christians would know us by our love. He said others would know us by our love for one another. Amen? Well, this is good. I don't have any of this. This is right there. Thank you, Lord. And, and when we begin to love that way, the world sees God. The love of God always points to the love of God. It will not glorify you. Right? When we operate in the love of God, then, the lo- then God is who is exalted. He is who's magnified. He is who's lifted up. He is who gets the glory. Right? If somebody comes and says, man, I love God like nobody else loves God. Then you say, mm-mm. Because if you did, you wouldn't need to tell me. I could just see it. Right? Thank you, Lord. We don't, we don't need to do put-ons and, and have airs. We need real. We need real. There's, a, there's an unfeigned love and there's a feigned love. Right? We want to operate in an unfeigned love. What is that? It's a love that is truly unconditional. Mm-hmm. It's truly unconditional. And see, the reason it's un- love, God's love is unconditional is because it's unchanging. It was unconditional to start. So what you did didn't get it to work. And what you did afterwards isn't going to stop it from working. God's love is unconditional. He changes not. He was, is, and always will be love. And He was, is, and always will love us. Amen? And, and if we get off, one of, the, one of the greatest signs of knowing His love is knowing you can come back to that love. I mean, think about the prodigal son. He came back to a father that he had disgraced. I mean, in, in the world's eyes, he had disgraced his father. He'd betrayed him. 
But yet, he came back. Why? Because he knew his father's love. You know, he, he thought maybe he won't love me enough to be a son anymore, but he'll surely let me be a servant. And, of course, the father said, I loved you when you left. I loved you before you left. I loved you before you were born. I loved you when you were born. I love you when you were coming down the road. Why? Because it's a spiritual connection that doesn't break. You know, you hear people all the time say, ah, we, we just grew out of love. You don't grow out of love. It's not possible to grow out of godly love. It's unconditional and unchanging. It doesn't change. If you grow, grew out of love, it wasn't God's love to start with. And all you have to do is get in God's love and you'll retain what you thought you were about to lose. Because there's no, you know, you could shrink away from God's love, but you can't stop Him from loving you. Right? You can fall away from it, but it's still there. Right? What, what did David say? If I made my bed in hell, there you'd be. Right? He, he, he won't quit loving you. He loved us before the foundations of the earth. He loved us with everything that He is and everything that He was. He, he, it's, it's a spiritual connection that we've got to get past needing an answer to. Yeah. Amen? Amen. We, we don't need an answer to it because just hold your kid or look at your kid. You know, I don't love Ramsey because of anything she did for me. I just love her. Why? We have a spiritual connection that will never go away. And, and it was born in love. I loved her at birth. And she was an adopted child, so you can imagine what God can do. Yes. Amen? Amen. But, it, it, but, but a child is born out of an act of love. I'm not saying every child is, but because of God, every child can be. Yes. No matter what happened, those children are loved by God. Right. Amen? And, and we don't, you know, people don't, there's no such thing as a throwaway person. There's never going to be one person born on this earth that God didn't love because He loved them before they were born on this earth. Right? And He's not looking at the way you did something to decide whether He loved you or not. Amen? But what He's wanting to do is get that love to you so He can show you the most excellent way. Amen? Because love is the most excellent way. And when we decide to operate in this love, what begins to happen is you don't have to get patient. You are. Why? You're operating in love. Why? Because He put His love in our hearts through the Holy Spirit. He poured His love into us. And He said, I put that into you through the Holy Spirit. That same love that I had for you when you were my enemy, I now put in you as my child. Thank you, Lord. And, and, and he put it in you, and, and he says, now operate at the level of love. And, and you can now operate where you never keep a record of wrongs. Do you realize love is unoffendable? It cannot be offended. Why? It keeps no record of wrongs. It doesn't matter what you do to it. It loved you before you did it. It's going to love you after you're done. Amen? It doesn't mean you're going to be sitting there with it. You can pull away. But love will still be there loving you. 
And the same way you fell away, you can step back in. Amen? Amen. And, and, and as, as we operate in this, and, and, and when you don't feel kind, you can still be kind. Why? Because you are kind. Why? You're full of the love of God. You are kind. You don't have to act kind. You are kind. Right. You say, I'm just not a very kind person. Yes, you are. <laughs> You're an extremely, extravagantly, ex- extremely kind person. You have the kindness of God working in you and through you. You can, be to the, you can be kind to the unkindest person ever created. I shouldn't say it that way because they weren't created unkind. Ever made, that ever let, them, let themselves get that way. Why? Because we have the love of God in us. It's a whole other level that, that we can attain to that we choose or choose not to live in. Right? I mean, God wouldn't tell you to walk in love if there wasn't a walk in love. Amen? Amen. I mean, you could, you, could, you could say I'm walking in love and not be anywhere close to love. Most of the time, if somebody says, I'm going to walk in love on that, that means they aren't. Because <laughs> right. if they were going to walk in love, they wouldn't say anything. They'd smile at you and walk off and love you. Huh? Because if they have to tell you they're going to walk in love, they already walked outside of it because they got to get back. But there is a walk where we can go, where, where we are long-suffering, just like God. Think, think about what God said uh, in, in Peter. What was it? Second Peter? I don't, one of the Peters. He said, he said, God's not slack concerning His promises. He's long-suffering. Love's not slack concerning its promises. It's long-suffering. Why is it long-suffering? Because it's unwilling to lose one sheep. Right? He'll leave the 99 to go get the one. Love is unwilling to lose anyone. And, and, And because of this, love is what's going to decide when Jesus comes back. Not bad things happening. It's how he thinks. He can't think outside of it. You can say, I can't believe how bad it's getting. God's got to come back. And he still ain't coming. Why? Because he wants all those bad people that are doing bad things to get saved. And he's unwilling for one of them to perish. There will come a time where it's time. But until he has to say it's time, he's going to be long-suffering. Why? Because he's love. And long-suffering is the first quality that love is. Not that love has, not that love acts like. He doesn't have to act like he's long-suffering. He is. When, when we've thought we suffered long, he hadn't even started. He's trimming his fingernails. Right? He, his heart hadn't even been touched yet. He's sitting there thinking, ah, oh, they'll make it. We're saying, ah, oh, they ain't ever going to make it. Right? We're, we've quit on them. And God's still long-suffering. So, no, so if you think of it that way, and you think the world's bad now, God sees it being saved. He sees the work of Jesus Christ as an ongoing work in this earth today. And until He's satisfied, until, until He just has to say this is it, He's going to be long-suffering. Love will decide everything He does. It's, it's his heart. 
He doesn't do anything outside of love. Jesus said, I only do what the Father tells me to do. I only, he, I only say what He tells me to say. What's He really saying? He's saying, I only operate in love. If you saw Jesus do it, it was love. People say, oh, He was pretty hard on those one people. It was love. They needed to hear it then. Yeah. Hmm? Sometimes you need to hear you're in a bad spot before you get in a worse one. Amen. I'd rather be called a whitewashed fence than a person in hell. Amen? Amen? I'd rather be called a snake. I'd rather be called everything in the book than called you're going to hell. If Jesus did it, he only did what God told him to do, and it had to be love. Because God doesn't operate in any other... He, had, there, he is love, so He can't operate another way. Right? That'd be like a rubber tire saying, I'm not going to be rubber anymore. <laughs> Guess what? Whether it wants to or not, it's going to be rubber. God has chosen to operate as love. And be, He is love. And so everything He does, every thought He thinks, when He thinks about you, He thinks love thoughts. That when, when it says that he knew the plans that he had for you, he planned them in love. Amen? Yes. And now, does anybody here that has a kid plan for them to, to, to fail? Well, he's the best father ever. And when he makes a plan, that plan is for success. And that's why he puts love in there, because it's the only thing that will never fail. Amen. He says, I'm going to put something in you that makes you unfailing. I'm going to put my love in you. And because you have my love in you, you will have the ability to succeed at everything you do if you'll use what I've put in you, if you'll walk in what I've given you, if you'll love me back with the love I gave you, then you'll succeed in everything you do. Amen? Thank you, Lord. He's helping us tonight. He's helping us. I should have notes on this. I'll get the CD. Thank you, Lord. Uh, We we talked about Revelation 2.4, didn't we? Um, Revelation 2.4 is you'd left your first love. That word first, that word first. You want to keep this word first in your mind because love can't be second. God does not take second place. You know, a lot of people say, nah, he's got to be first. No, he doesn't got to be first. It's the only way it works. Right? You know, you ever had somebody tell you you can't get there from here? Well, unless you put love first, you can't get to the next place God has for you because you started out from the wrong position. Amen? In the circle of life, love is our pivot point. And and, and love is in the center of everything we do, and everything we're going to get to pivots around that center. And if you take one step off, you are no longer pivoting around that center. Amen? Love is the center of everything we do because it is God's central being. Amen? That that word first, it it implies uh, time, place, and order of importance. Not just order, order of importance. Remember what we started with. Now these three remain, hope, faith, and love. Faith, hope, and love, I don't know how it goes. All of those three remain. That's right. Right? The greatest of these, the first, the elder, the one that always must remain above all things is love. Amen? And when we keep it in its place, we're on that pivot point and we will hit 
every place that God had us to be at the right time, at the right place, doing it the right way in the order of importance that he had put on it. Amen. Amen. God has an order of importance in your life of everything you'll do. And, and if we stay in the love of God, we hear right, we see right. You know, when, when it says, uh, if you do this, you won't be able to see the kingdom of God. It's not saying you're not going to get there. You won't be able to see what it's like. Well, that's what not loving does. If you don't walk in the love of God that he put in you, you'll never see how he actually does things. You'll always do things your own way, and, and then you'll judge by the, out, the outcome whether it was God or you. And if you did something and something good actually happened, you're going to say, well, I must have done that right. No, just because it came out right, if you didn't do it in love. It says in, in, in 1 Corinthians 13, people moved mountains. But if they had not love, it, hadn't, it, meant it had no value. That's right. when, when we take love out of the equation... And we try to operate in faith. I'm a word of faith person. Word of faith. Word of faith. I'm a word of faith. I know more than most people know because I'm word of faith. We go to the word for everything. But do you love on your way? Do you love while you're reading it? Do you love what you're reading? Do you love the Lord that gave it to you? Did you have the love of God before you looked at it? Because you know what? It won't matter what you know if you don't love first. If I don't love first. And I've caught myself, and I don't know about you guys, way more times not using this love that God's given me to operate at a higher level and, and do things for people that would make a difference instead just doing things for people that were a Band-Aid. Our, our love is Band-Aids. His love is healing. Amen? And, and I don't want to operate that anymore. I'm not interested in that. And, and, and I want to stay on this in my life until I see more, until I know more, till, till, I, till I allow Him to completely overtake. And that's why He said, love the Lord your God. What's He actually saying? He's saying, give me everything that you are. Give me it. Don't leave one part out. You know, a lot of people, that they love him with their heart. Man, he's got my heart. All his soul. Yeah, love him with all my soul. But your mind is on a tear. It's doing everything it wants and any time it wants. It's thinking every thought it wants. And you've got to bring it captive by the love of God. You want to captivate it with his thoughts. And his thoughts are love thoughts. Amen? That's why he said, I need everything. You know, a lot of people, and in our minds, anybody that needs everything is selfish. But God needs everything for you. He has not one bit of selfishness in him. Amen? He needs everything you are so he can make you everything he wants you to be. Everything he planned for you to be. Amen? He's such a good God. He is such an amazing, amazing God. That's what I never want to lose. I never want to lose that, 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 that feeling that we had in Bible study when we walked in there and said, I don't know what else is true, but God's amazing. We didn't need a scripture. We just knew God was amazing. And then the scripture started. What did we do? We loved him first and waited on the scriptures to come. 
I'm not saying just plan your life that way, but it worked for a while. Why? Because we were so excited that we'd found out he was good. And we wanted everyone else to know he's good. We didn't want them to know anything else. We weren't trying to tell them they had to speak in tongues. We weren't trying to tell them they had to give. We weren't trying to tell them anything except for he was good. He's good. He loves you. He wants you to be his. He wants to, he wants to love you the way he meant to love you. It was exciting, wasn't it, brother? And it still is. It's still the same exciting message that it was that day. Nothing changes because God never changes. If there was a change, if a heart was changed, we changed. Because God never changed. He was amazing. His love was amazing. He was extravagant. His love was extravagant. He was good. His love was good. And it still is. Because that's the way He is. It's not something he has to work up to. It's not something we do to get him to do it. He's already done it. The only problem we have is trying to figure out why. And when we'll quit trying to figure out why, then he'll flood you. Why? Because you're no longer, you no longer have limitations on him. Why is a limitation. Why ain't I healed? Limitation. Why ain't I rich? Limitation. Why don't I have peace? Limitation. Questions about the trusting God is a limitation to receiving from God. People that are mad at God have limited God to nothing. Why? Because they're mad at Him. Why? I don't know. He loved them before they were mad at Him. He'll love them after they're mad at Him. He'll love them through their madness. And have mercy on them. I mean, you'll, you'll be like... Jonah on the ledge, and he'll he'll grow he'll grow a gourd over you and put get you shade, (laughs) and then you'll complain about it and he'll take it away. (laughs) Why? Because that's what offended people do. If we operate in love, we never get to that place. If we operate in love, we keep no record of wrongs. Right? Doesn't matter what happened doesn't matter what happened they must they must have had a bad day they must have they must have missed the gas pedal and hit the brake i don't know yeah i don't know what happened but i know i love them i know they're going to get it that's long suffering right there they're going to get it they're going to get it and, and you know it's when we say i don't know if they'll get it or not then that's not love you, you've now stepped out of love right we can't get people to go with us if we don't go where God's taking us. Because you're taking them the wrong direction at that point. Follow after love, right? So if you're following after love, you're following after God. And and then you're eagerly desiring the gifts, right? So you're following after love and you're eagerly desiring the gifts. If you're following after love, those gifts will have value. Why do you say follow after love first? Because he wants those gifts to mean something. Without love, they mean nothing. With love, they do everything. They heal, they deliver, they set free, they bring peace, they bring salvation. They bring everything God is into somebody's life and they change them forever. Just like it did me, just like it did you, just like it's done millions and millions over this earth. God's love changes things. But we have to let it operate. He chose, just like everything else, to have His love operate through us. 
to one another. That's why he said, the first thing I want you to do is love me. Why? So that my love can operate through you. Right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. The second is like unto it, love your neighbor as yourself. What's he saying? I want you to love me first so that you can love them right. Amen? He wants us to love him first. And he said, well, how can I love him? Same way he loved you, unconditionally. Don't change. If something, if something doesn't look the way you, like you, what you thought it should look, you say, I don't know what's going on, but I know God loves me and I love him back. If you have to know everything, <laughs> right? If you have to know everything, you're never going to get God. I'm not, and I mean it, you're not going to get him. You'll get him, you'll have him, but you're not going to get who he is. You understand what I'm saying? You'll have God, but you won't get him because he'll be over your head all the time. Why? Because you're trying to figure out. It's, it's, like, it's like they're trying to figure out this, how small of the atom it can get, but they still aren't going to figure it out. Why? Because they can't get to the bottom of it because God created it and it's infinite. So you're trying to figure out the heart of infinity. Not going to happen. Because you're going to pull back a layer and there's going to be another layer. And you're going to pull it back and there's going to be another layer. When do you quit? Never because every layer is amazing. And every layer shows one more part of his goodness and his good plan for you and for me and for everyone that we can tell about it. But, but what we have to do is stay hooked tight into his love for us. Knowing and never doubting that love. I don't care what the... the and the only reason we doubt it's because of flesh because he didn't have a reason to love you in the first place. Why would he have a reason to stop? Right? After you received him, he didn't all of a sudden say, okay, now they're going to have to do something to keep my love. No. He loved you in spite of you. And he'll love you beyond you. Right? Thank you, Lord. Whew, how are we going to wind this up? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Romans 5. Romans 5. I was doing something the other day, and I was thinking about not being faithful. And God spoke up in my spirit, and he said, well, I do have some good news for you. And I said, yeah. And he said, I loved you before you were faithful. And I didn't love you because you were faithful. He said, I loved you so you could be faithful. Thank, thank you, Lord. And so when I look at things that way, then I see that God's loving me so I can have his ability in me working through me. Amen. And when, when we allow that to happen, we take ourselves to a God level, which is what he wanted. I mean, we're his children. If he's love and you're his children, then you're love. Right? I mean, if two people get together and they create a baby, that baby is those two people. Right? Well, when God made us new creatures in Christ, we became children of love. And, and in becoming so, we take on 
the characteristics of God. And, and, and that's why Paul said, imitate me as I imitate God. What's he saying? Imitate me while I imitate love. Do what I do while I do what love does. And you'll be doing what love does. Thank you, Lord. I want to do what love does. I want to walk in, in a never, never uh, keeping record of wrongs, long-suffering and patient, always believing, always trusting, always hoping. Amen? God doesn't come up to a situation and say, oh, that's hopeless. No, love always has hope. Right? Thank you, Lord. Where did I say go? Romans 5? Romans 5, 5. It says, hope makes not a shame because the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy, Holy Ghost which is given to us. The Holy Ghost which is what? Given. Did you do anything to receive the Holy Ghost? No, because why? That's how the love of God get in you. And you can't do something to get something from love. Love gives freely. And the minute we try to get it by works or any other way, you're not going to get it. Been trying to get filled with the Holy Spirit? Quit trying to work at it. Maybe you're working too hard. It's a gift. Gifts can't be worked for. If they're worked for, they're earned and they're no longer gifts. Like if I say, you know what, I'm going to get you a car for Christmas if you'll do this. Well, it's not a gift then. Right? It's a trade. That's, that's, not, that's, not the way, that's not the way God works. God wants you to, He wants to give you the Holy Spirit, and in giving it to you, He's going to shed His love abroad in your heart. So as you receive the Holy Spirit, you receive the very love of God into your heart. It's now in you where it can't come out. Let me rephrase that. It can come out through you, but it's not going to get stolen away from you. He's going to put it in your heart. You know, I've had people say, you know, I used to pray in the Spirit years and years ago, but, you know, I haven't done it in so long, I don't think I can anymore. Yes, you can. Gifts and calling of God are without repentance. They're, un- they're irrevocable. Right. If you could pray in the Spirit before, you can pray in the Spirit now. If you were filled with the Holy Ghost then, you can be filled with the Holy Ghost again. Yeah. Amen? Gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. Why? Because they're given in love. They cannot fail. Right? Anything that love creates is here forever. That's why we're eternal beings. You know, it's unfortunate that an eternal being that is loved by God would have to go to hell and be eternal. Right? We don't want that. Neither did God, so He sent Jesus, so that wouldn't have to happen. But it still has to be received. Right? Gifts have to be received. And so... Um, God did everything and more that he could ever do to make sure that didn't happen. Thank you, Lord. He shed, abroad the, the, he shed his love abroad in our hearts through the Holy Ghost, which is given to us. For when we were yet without strength, what were, we were powerless. In other words, somebody that does not operate in love is powerless. Right? When we were without strength, what, what were we without? We were without strength. Why? Because we were without love. We didn't, we didn't have the Holy Spirit. The love of God was not shed abroad in our heart. We were without strength. We could not make it on our own. We could not have the love of God, and we could not give the love of God. We didn't have it to give. We were without strength. And he said while we were that without strength, Christ died 
In due time, Christ died for the ungodly. In other words, he didn't wait till you were godly to love you. He loved you before you were godly. And he's going to love you the same when you're godly. You know, a lot of godly people, we think that God loves us more than he loves people that are out sinning. He doesn't. Did you know that God doesn't love us any more than he loves the worst person you can think of in the world right now? He doesn't love you any more than them. Because he didn't love you because of what you did for him. He loved you before you did it for him. A lot of people don't like that, do you? It's just true. He loved them first. That's what he does. Verse 7, he says, For scarcely for a righteous man will, will one die. In other words, very rarely would you see somebody die for a good person. But Jesus died. It says, rarely would you see for a man die for a good person, yet peradventure for a good man some might dare to die. Verse 8, but God commended, commendeth. And you know, a lot of people think that means prove. He didn't prove his love. God doesn't need to prove his love. It's love. You can't prove your love when you're love. Because when people look at you, say, you're God. You say, yep, I'm love. How can you prove me you're God? He's not going to prove himself. That word does not mean approve. It means exhibit, complete. Huh? That, it means those two things. He exhibited his love for you. He, didn't, he wasn't proving that he loved you. He had already proved that he loved you. He loved you before the foundation of the earth. He didn't have to prove it. He, he, he did this to get his love to you, not to prove that he loved you. You guys with me? He introduced. Let's, let, there's the best word you can use for it. God introduced his love towards us. This is the intro. You want the best introduction for love ever? Here's the introduction. I'm going, to tell, I'm going to tell you about my love by loving you. In, in that while you are yet sinners, my son is going to die for you. While you're my enemy, my son's going to die for you. That is my introduction to you, and I am love. Thank you, Lord. He wasn't proving that he loved you. He doesn't have to prove that he loved you because he loved you. If you have to prove to somebody you love them, that means you have to do something to show love. You don't have to do anything. Love is what it is. What you have to do when when he loved us, what he did is he exhibited that love. He said, here's what I'm going to do. I love you. I want you back. I'm going to do what it takes to get it back. And he did it. He sent Christ to die for sinners, you and me. And in doing so, he loved us before we loved him. He loved us after we loved him. And he loved us so we could love him. And he loved us so we could love one another. Amen? It's good stuff. Look at 1 John 4.19. We'll close with this. 1 John 4.19. Look at it in the BBE, Bible in Basic English, I think. This is the verse that says we love him because he first loved us. It says we have the power of loving because he first had love for us. So now 
because of this, because of what Jesus did on the cross, because God loved you before. That was a, that was a work of love created by the one that loved you. And because Jesus did this, we now have the power to love. And, and what we need to do is get a hold of how powerful this is. Because when everything else is going crazy, you can be long-suffering. When everyone's being mean, you can act in kindness. When everyone else is being offended, moving church to church and hot jumping from Bible study to Bible study because they didn't like the way that sounded and they didn't like the way this went and they wanted it this way and they wanted it that way. Offense is of the devil. And, and I never knew how evil it was until I got involved in this part of the church because I get to see it on a level that I never did. And it is so ugly. You know, people that are offended will never tell you they're offended? Oh, no, I'm okay. No, just leave me alone. I'm fine. I don't get offended. Leave me alone. I don't get offended. If I was offended, you'd know I was offended. So well, you hadn't been to church in three months without we check. Well, it's not because I'm offended. <laughs> okay, then. This is my chance to be kind. But you know what, what you pray for you first is that you'll receive the love of God to be unoffendable so that you can give the love of God to those who've been offended because God loved them before they were offended. And he'll love them long after they were offended. Yeah. And, if, if, and he can use us to bring them back. Amen? Amen? And so the key to it is you not getting offended. You can't stop anyone else but you from getting offended. Amen? Amen? God put his love in you so that you could stop you from getting offended. And then you could operate in that love to help people who got offended to get unoffended. Amen? Or whatever else they got. You know, who knows, what the, who knows why they walked off? Maybe they just got tired, right? Well, he gives power to the faint, and he'll give power to it through love. And he'll use people to build people back up. It says, we're, we're basic English. I lost my place in my notes. I lost my place. Where would it go? We have the power of loving because he first loved us. The first thing we've got to remember is that he loved you before you were his, he'll love you long after you're his, and he'll love people through you while you're his. Amen? And, and to get a hold of this is to take us to a level. If we'll begin to walk in this love that he loved us with, we'll begin to walk. All you got to do is read 1 Corinthians 13, and every time it says, you can say, you can say, I don't act patient, I am patient. I don't act kind, I am kind. I have kindness through the love of God that was shed abroad in my heart through the Holy Spirit. I don't keep records of wrong because I love people. I don't, you know, you just go on and on through the whole thing. I don't envy because God loves me and them the same way. He'll give us all everything we need at any time. He supplies all our needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus because He loves me. Everything God does, He does because He loves you. Not to prove His love for you, but because He loves you. You know, I've never done something, I shouldn't say that, I rarely have done anything for Ramsey or Kim to get them to love me or to get them to believe I love them. People, As people, we do that, but that's what we want to stop doing. 
We want to begin to operate in God's love the way God's love is operating. And it's operating regardless of what other people are doing around it. It still stays status quo. It does not change. It it remains the same. And it is the only true unconditional love that there is. There is no other unconditional love. If you tell somebody you love them unconditionally and you don't have the love of God in you, you're going to be a liar someday. If you don't have the love, there's only one unconditional love and it's God's love. Amen? And as we begin to love that way, we begin to operate in that power, that power of loving. In other words, when something happens over here, we we immediately, our flesh thinks, I don't want to go. And the love of God wells up within you and says, I'm going. And not only am I going, I'll make a difference when I get there. Why? Because the command of God's not a burden to me. It's another chance to operate in His love. Amen? And we'll begin to see things from God's point of view. And when somebody's messing up, we won't say, I can't believe they're messing up. We'll say, what can we do to help? Lord, show me what to give them. What can we do? You know, show me what to say. Send laborers to them. Whatever we can do. Why? Because now you're operating. You're, You're not taking offense at their offense. You're operating on a higher level. And love is now your standard. Amen? It's your standard. It decides what you think because God decides what he thought in you. Amen? Amen. Glory to God, I like this. That's like three more messages in here. Stand to your feet. Yeah. We'll stop right there. I gave, I gave what, he get, what he put in me, and then Brother Moore said you should stop right there. And he's doggone right because you could feel it. It was time to stop. Amen? Glory to God. He's helping us a lot tonight. You know, so much of 